Do y'all know what Douglas, Jacobs, and thousands of women and children in Iran have in common? Human rights conflicts. That's why today we're discussing the life of a slave girl in Frederick Douglass's novel during the time of slavery and how they all relate back to the conflicts in Iran and how we almost had World War III. These human rights conflicts look different between Douglas's perspective, Jacob's perspective, and the Iranian children and women's perspective. So we're going to start by discussing Douglas's perspective on slavery in the South. Douglas said that Mr. Severe was rightly named. He was a cruel man. I have seen him whip a woman, causing the blood to run half an hour at the time, and this too in the midst of her crying children, pleading for their mother's release. He seemed to take pledge pleasure in manifesting his fiendish barbarity. <coughs> These quotes obviously show the very cruel and grueling part of slavery in which masters would beat their slaves ruthlessly. And it also relates back to World War III because many of those people were under scrutiny and under cruel human rights laws. Douglas later went on to say that Mr. Severe's place was filled by a Mr. Hopkins. He was a very different man. He was less cruel, less profane, and made less noise than Mr. Severe. His course was characterized by no extraordinary demonstrations of cruelty. He whipped but seemed to take no pleasure in it. He was called by the slaves a good overseer. I feel like this quote really shows how, like, Human rights are really being infringed upon by the slave owners because what's good to them is still not actually good enough. Like, they should be treated like an actual human, and they're not being treated like a human whatsoever. Now, Douglas was never treated like a human, and his whole novel was written based on how whites looked at blacks and dehumanized them. Jacobs, however, was different because... There's even a quote where she says, I was so fondly shielded that I had never dreamed I was a piece of, mer piece of merchandise. And it just goes to show that she was treated very differently and she wasn't physically abused rather than verbally abused. And she does go on later to say that in the book. And unlike Douglas, she actually has like a relationship with her master. It's not just, you do what I say or I'm going to beat you. He actually was trying to be nice to her, even though it was, like, just trying to seduce her. But there was still, like, a relationship, and she was allowed to have a family, like, how she is with her grandmother all the time. And she's able to have her grandmother, unlike if Douglas, his family would have been, like, spread out through a bunch of different plantations. Um, while Douglas was physically abused, the slaves and Jacobs were more verbally abused and like he they would black the masters would blackmail the slaves so they wouldn't be able to speak up for what was happening to them and this quote says the secrets of slavery are concealed like those of the Inquisition. My master was, to my knowledge, the father of eleven slaves. But did the mothers dare to tell who was the father of their children? Did the other slaves dare to elude it? except in whispers among themselves. 
No, indeed. They knew too well the terrible consequences. And that kind of shows that women weren't allowed to speak up, or any slaves were, and if they did, something bad would happen to them. And they the slave women basically blackmailed them to not talking. This is similar to over in Iran, where when protesters would gather up in protesting, like for to keep the earth cleaner, um, Iranian soldiers went in with live rounds and took, oh, I think it was 120-ish women and children and men into custody and arrested them and sentenced them to death or worse, and all because they were protesting for what they thought was right and they couldn't speak out. And also, like, if how slaves had absolutely no rights, if they were to stand up for their rights as a slave, they would be absolutely just punished by their masters and like even just in general for rights for the slaves, not even just women rights. But in Iran, there was 112 women human rights defenders who were prosecuted, detained and arrested just because they wanted rights for women. Okay, going back to women's rights, um, Back in the day, white girls and black girls had different human rights and black girls weren't allowed to do certain things while white girls could do anything they wanted to do. It's kind of like in this excerpt in Jacob's piece where she says, I once saw two beautiful children playing together. One was a fair white child. The other was her slave and also her sister. When I saw them embracing each other and heard their joyous laughter, I turned sadly away from the lovely sight. I foresaw the inevitable, the inevitable blight that would fall on the little slave's heart. I knew how soon her laughter would be changed to size. The fair child grew up to be a still fairer woman. From childhood to womanhood, her pathway was blooming with flowers and overarched by a sunny sky. Scarcely one day of her life had been clouded when the sun rose on her happy bridal morning. How bad those years dwelt, dealt with her slave sister, little playmate of her childhood. She also was very beautiful, but the flowers and sunshine of love were not for her. She drank the cup of sin and shame and misery, whereof her persecuted race are compelled to drink. So it's kind of saying that just because she's a black woman, she can't have that life. She can't have the dream wedding and the whole American dream just because her skin is darker than the other girls. This all relates back to how Iranians can't live the American dream because they live in Iran which is under horrid conditions. Americans want to solve this because it is a crime on earth to harm another based on an uncontrollable factor, hence gender, age, or ethnicity. It's like how the animals in Australia can't help the fact that they are endangered because somebody decided it would be a grand idea to start a bushfire. So it's like the people who started those bushfires in Australia are like the slave masters purposefully injuring these like, animals that cannot help themselves. And it's up to people, like Steve Irwin's children, who are going in there to save them. Like, Yes, that is why also we, as Americans, must help, and why we kill the Iranian militaristic leader, and why we are trying to save the Iranian people, as well as the animals in Australia. So, in a nutshell, 
the Australian situation as well as the Iran situation all relate back to slavery because in this situation the Iranians and the animals are the slaves and they are being oppressed and persecuted for things they cannot control and we as Americans it is our right to put that to an end. And also we as Americans in modern day society oftentimes forget how great of a we have compared to others. If we were to go back and be slaves for just one day, we would realize how horrible it really was and how when we can't get our phone to connect to Wi-Fi or it lags more than two seconds in a game and we start screaming, it like, that's ridiculous. First world problems are terrible and we like, we as people need to figure out a way to get rid of them. Like how we think it's such a bad idea. We need to be more grateful. Don't know. Rah!